listening to a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. We are the Elsers. Welcome to All Series, a production of Galactic Network. I'm Gregor Sprague, and joining me is Corey Scott. And uh, before we get started, I should let you know that you can find all these, um, all info on this show, including show notes and, su- and subscription links, by going to elseries.com. And you can go to Galactic Network's um, whole page in general by going to gncast.com. And as a warning on the Elseries, we, t- we will shoot our mouths off um, without thinking, which means we will both swear and spoil things so this is your warning i am sorry for what what you are about to hear um cory how you doing sir I, i'm good i'm sorry that we're uh running a couple days late on the schedule this week uh as usual it is my fault a lot of people don't necessarily know this i had a party that i was helping to organize that took place over the weekend uh i, I was working with a friend of mine jaw rule and unfortunately, things went a little south. Uh, I don't know exactly what happened. He called me up and he's like, hey, man, uh, people are really pissed off. They say they're hungry and everything. I'm like, rule, rule, because that's what I call him. I call him rule. Uh, I try calling him jaw and it sounded wonky. Um, I said, rule, man, you know you know what you do? No one's going to complain about a cheese sandwich. You give them a fucking cheese sandwich, they're going to be happy. <laughs> and then he called me back like an hour later. He's like, yeah, cheese sandwiches are going over great. I, I think we're all set now. Um, we're having problems with the sleeping arrangements. Uh, I don't know what to do exactly. We're expecting some kind of huts. Like, rule, rule. Seriously, the government has you fucking covered. I got I got a hook line with some tents. I can set you up with some great tents. They've only been used once uh, in a in a in a very specialized situation. You can you can grab those. You could probably wash the smell right off them. He's like, thanks, man. man it's so good. And 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 it just kind of went along. And uh, I had a hard time getting back. There was there was a problem with flights. I mean, I got on one, and I just basically I just told everybody else to to fuck right off. And uh, it was United flight, so because I was white, I was okay. And um and so I'm home, and that's all that really matters. So uh, I think rule's gonna be fine. I think rule is gonna be just fine. How are you? I'm doing great, and again, it's you do these, you do these little like things here, like of why we're of why we're late <laughs> doing the show. When I do have honesty, a life outside of this podcast, Gregor, I don't know what you expect from me. Yeah, um, and I'm sitting here like, wait, it was my fault um, <laughs> because, like, at first I'm like, oh well, I want like, yeah, your white blink one eighty two didn't show up. I know. I know, fucking have them play your birthday <laughs> and shit. But no, it's like I had work stuff and then it, uh, the responsibilities of being a, a manager are fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we postponed it, even though we probably really decided not to, but I, w- I also had a migraine. But anyways, whatever. Um, we are moving on and... Um, We're here to bring you some news. 
yeah, we are going to bring you some news. Um, and the first bit of news that we have is that Hulu orders uh, Marvel's Runaways and uh, Bo Williman's uh, the first two series. Um, so they're going right, like, boom, full series orders. Um, they're full season orders for the shows. Um, and Which is a good sign. I mean, yeah. I, the, one of the things that we, we've obviously been looking at it more from the the Marvel show from Runaways. Uh, we're both fans of the comics. We're both fans of the the writer, uh, Brian K. Vaughn, who created the characters and everything. So we've been looking at it from that perspective. And Marvel has a couple different shows that are on their upcoming schedule. The other one being, and we recently saw the trailer for uh, Cloak and Dagger, which is coming to Freeform, which looks pretty good. It, it looks different. It looks to have a, a different voice. It looks right for Freeform's audience. And um, it makes sense, I think, with where it's going to land. And it's still, while it's not exactly like what the comic was like, at least not in the trailer that they showed, it makes sense as to how they're utilizing it. And they're doing kind of a Romeo-Juliet uh, coming from different worlds sort of thing. Yeah. But you still want to make sure that Runaways is a property that I've waited for quite a while to, to come to, to film or screen. And it's always kind of a crapshoot as to whether or not we're going to get it if it's if it's going to hit a pilot and then just stall. So them ordering it, ordering the full series. One, Hulu's trying to get more original content as it is, but two, that that's good. That means that we'll at least get one season of this to to get a feeling as to what can be done on the TV yeah. screens. Now you didn't get a chance to see the leaked trailer that was not supposed to be released, and some guy at NBC is probably going to get fired. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I did not. I saw this at work, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, we could talk about this on the show today." And I'm like, and I didn't think about anything about it um, until afterwards. Um, so I didn't get to see it. The only thing I see I've seen it is on um, sciencefiction.com. Their header photo is from the upfronts, and it's uh, Mister Dude. I don't know his name standing in front of the Marvel, so it looks like Ma Runaways. Um, and it has a picture of the cast and this is where i'm going to do my first unnecessary griping um when we did the casting or when we talked about the casting of um of the runaways and we talked we hit both the kids and the parents i had some problems there was a few of them in there that i had i had known um being as i am younger than you guys um, I know Greg Sulkin from Wizards of Waverly Place, and then he was on the show on MTV called Awkward. No, not Awkward. Um, uh, faking it. And so I was like, okay, cool. I could see him being Chase, the character Chase, except for Chase was more nerdy, where Greg Sulkin is more the jock type character. And you talked me off of that. But looking at the picture that they have, it looks like three of these people look really like really close to a an, an interpretation of the character. One looks like they are trying to redo or they're trying to do almost an exact spitting image of a character. One is Greg Sulkin, one is a reworked Molly Hayes. Probably because she will not be a mutant, but you know, like an inhuman or something like and that. And also because she's going to be a little bit older. I think we kind of figured yeah. that the Molly in the show is not going to be 
of the same age range as Molly Hayes was. Molly Hayes was significantly enough. I mean, at that age range, it feels significantly enough uh, younger than the other characters. And on top of that, she just she acted very young. She was very yes. impulsive. And that was part of who her character was. Um, this character looks like she's more in line with the ages of the rest of the people in the group. Yeah. So I will say this right now. The girls that are cast in here look like their characters. You know, there's, they're close enough to where I can believe, okay, um, the actress who was on um, One Day at a Time. Is playing um, Gert. Is playing Gert. She looks like Gert. And and all that um the ca character playing nico minoru looks like you know i could see her being nico minoru i mean and granted okay granted this is gonna sound incredibly stupid but it works with both her and caroline you cast a blonde actress for caroline you cast an, an asian actress for nico minoru um but a lot of what, what these I've characters seen, are is their attitudes and you can't really get it yeah. from a Although the I I do the what you're saying about Gert is she looks like she has Gert's attitude the way she's posed the look on her face it's not as as like open and friendly as the rest of them Gert is very sarcastic uh, she she's got a little more yeah. tood uh, that's that's you, probably you just, why she was the standout it. character for a lot of people yeah you just nailed it for me because those three characters those three actresses right there in those pictures. They look. That's what it, they look like. They have that. They're showing that attitude in of their characters in these pictures. You know, Caroline was the bubbly. Well, not well, not bubbly, but she was always the lighthearted. You know, to put in a dated term, like a, the Valley Girl, in in a lot of regards. Um, but then you get to um the character of I, I'm, I think it's Alex. Um, yeah. That looks like Photoshop. That does not look like the actor. It looks like they they took it was like the concept art for him. Um, I have no idea what the actor looks like outside of this, but yeah, he looks very much like Alex did on the the front cover of the very first Runaways comic. Yeah. Um, the afro might have been a little more wide than just tall. But it, it's yeah. it's a very well done representation of of what you would expect to see Alex look like on the screen. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, I am excited for this, and I do think on the Hulu standpoint, because um, we should put out we should point out right now that um, Runaways is from the creators of Gossip Girl, uh, Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage. Um, so there's pedigree there. This is Hulu. Honestly, this is Hulu stepping into the into these to and following Netflix tracks of we're gonna get original stuff and it's gonna be diverse. They are hitting they're doing things to make me to want to subscribe to them. Yeah, I mean, this would be a hard one for me to skip. Yeah, I've I've been avoiding signing up for Hulu. I've been avoiding signing up for Amazon Prime. I'm I'm very happy with what I'm getting from Netflix. I'm very happy with what I'm getting from my movie channels on my my uh, uh, Comcast subscriptions. But this would be that thing of like, if I'm ever gonna try Hulu, it would be for this series, and and that to me is kind of 
like okay yeah i i'm 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 up for this you might have you might have captured the lightning on this one guys because yeah this is a show that i have been begging to have happen and like you said uh you're talking about diversity when brian created this uh with uh his co-creator the the artist who's unfortunately i can't remember the name of right now was it alfona um, um hold on you look it up but when when he created this i don't know if it was specifically i'm going to yeah, make a multi yeah i don't know if it was specifically he was going to make a multicultural cast um just to do that but it felt very much like but this is exactly what we need this is what without even it being said because this is several this is like 10 years ago maybe even longer when this happened this is before everybody was like really chanting about you need to have more diversity in your comics you need to have more more diversity in your creators people weren't yelling it from the rooftops as much then as they are now and it's it's a good message i'm not arguing the message um yep. but this just did that you know this really brought that to the forefront at the very beginning and it didn't feel like it was being done because someone was telling them to do it it just felt like this is naturally how it was there was no question of oh well your lead character is black well you're probably just trying to like appease people by having a black character's lead oh and, and you've got an asian girl and you you've got a girl who's who's not uh, a thin rail and you've got all these things and it's like yeah but we've also got three white kids it, it's fine um yeah but when you see it up on there it's great because there is diversity there is um representation for kids who are going to watch this the only thing i worry mm -hmm. about is that uh if you know the storyline not all these characters get to stick around uh for varying yeah. reasons i i it's hard to lose your favorites as as a game of thrones yep. watcher or a walking dead watcher it's hard to lose your favorites um and walking dead seems to like seems to always not necessarily it's not like white people don't die too but it seems like that the diverse characters they go a lot <laughs> and there's or a lot agents of, of shield for it yeah agents of or shield agents. oh man thank god yep. trip is back i was so happy about that uh spoilers for <laughs> agents of shield so uh, but i'm so excited here's, here's the other part little yeah so here's the other little it's a it is a nitpick i know they're gonna fix it but i want and it's the logo I have right here. The actual the I bought this at Target before I even worked there, um, but that's the logo on camera of the first of, of Four Runaways. That yeah, and it's a like stylized a kind of slanted, bold logo with uh, arrows yeah. going in different directions to kind of give you the uh, uh, idea of separation of of running yeah. away from from what the the letters are. Um, and it's it's a very good comic book logo. And and what Gregor's pointing out is that the logo on the screen in front of the picture of the characters is just a basic, it might as well be Times New Roman or Arial font uh, with the Marvel logo next to it in white under the uh, Hulu original. So Hulu gets its logo, Marvel gets its logo, and Runaways just looks like the same text as the stuff that's around it and the surrounding stuff. Um, and it, and yeah. I think that's part of it is that what they're emphasizing here is more Marvel and more Hulu and the combination of those two things, because Marvel is printing money at this point 
And Hulu is trying <laughs> to jump onto Marvel's dick when it comes to that. Like, oh, please, yes, hand us your coinage. Um, and the Runaways part almost doesn't matter, I think, in, in this presentation. But it, it will matter in the long run. And what we see up on the screen maybe will be different. But I don't care. It's like when I see the, the logos and stuff for Marvel's Jessica Jones and Marvel's Iron Fist. I don't remember the logos being anything special on those either when they first show up and it's up to the shows and the characters and the interaction. The first time we see Luke Cage punch a fucking wall open and shit, that's where it stands out. And so I'm you didn't get to see the the preview. I did. There wasn't a lot to it, but there were certain things that they showed and they'll probably be like other people probably downloaded it right away and will then dissect it and everything and show the different stuff. But we got to see some of the stuff with the parents. We got to see a discovery of uh, super suits in a room somewhere. We got to see the kids kind of figuring out that something's going on. Uh, there was also an S-bomb dropped. Uh, I'm Me, I'm swearing. I just I just said fuck a second ago. Um, or dick. Now I got them both covered. But, but they said shit, and it kind of like it surprised me because the comics did not do that and it was like the mm -hmm. first time i saw the transformers movie in the theater as a kid uh as a teenager actually and and spike says shit and i'm like holy crap spike just said shit uh yeah. because it's, it's a kid's cartoon now this is not a kid's cartoon this is a young adult series and it's and not on regular tv and kids talk like that but it still took me back for a second and here's here's the other part and this is where i love you know with be as our one of our producers here he pulls he pulls together he tries to get the sources of the articles and deadline at the bottom says series will go into production later this year for a premiere on hulu in 2018 and then it gets down to the who owns what um shit it gets to and it's co-financed by hulu channel 4 in the uk and img that middle one right there is that key to why you heard shit i mean yes hulu but it could be you know them advertising or, or not you know they gearing this more towards the kids not towards um you know the the young young adults teenagers uh crowd but that channel four that's that's the company where we got skins where we got peep show where there's you know the naughty words especially because england has that the watershed it's like i believe 10 p.m um like it's like 9 or 10 p.m. he had or is where you could swear. Yeah, and and, and and that's something to say too is that I'm not deeply familiar with skins or with um what was the other one that you said? Um um peep show. Peep show. Yeah, I I did not watch either of those, but was was skins the one with that was about superheroes? Uh no, okay. Another one, Misfits, that came from there. Misfits. Um, Skins was the one that brought us um, Young Beast and um, Dev Patel from the newsroom and was in Lion and the Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. It brought us a lot of these young actors and actresses like way before they were. Um, uh, Gilly from Game of Thrones also came from there. Um, yeah, and the and wasn't wasn't the wasn't Ramsey in in one of those shows too ramsey was in misfits and he's right. now maximus and, the mad yeah and and that's the thing is that misfits is actually probably a really good example as to what you can do with a young cast as super powered people and and something that should be coming over to america we we 
with our love of superheroes, especially right now, that's a show that should have been remade probably right then and said, uh, hey, everybody who's looking at this uh, new season of Heroes and going, why the fuck did they bring Heroes back? Uh, no, you're right. We, sh we should do this instead. Uh, so, <laughs> so maybe if that's the kind of... Uh, level that they're going for then that makes sense i also want to just uh peace out to my my homie jack rico from nbc who i was joking about might get fired earlier uh jack give him a cheese sandwich and if that doesn't work give him pepsi i think both of them are good plans to get people on your side because we all know pepsi uh, I'm, I'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it fuck it i've already committed because we all know pepsis will end all conflict yep just ask kylie jenner um, so the next news who was at my party oh Kylie was at my party <laughs> the next news story too bad, is... too bad Caitlin wasn't because she could help pitch a tent <laughs> the next news story I'm moving away from that as quickly as possible is ABC's gong show reboot taps a very interesting host now this is one I gotta preface the article i saw this from originally fuck you guys because i did not i could have went on to watch the show without realizing that the host is is mike myers and now people are gonna say fuck you to us for reviewing yeah. uh we refer you to our earlier trigger warnings about yes. the show uh and, and we welcome all hate mail mail at elsners.com <laughs> send but, nudes so, <laughs> the um the reboot will have rotating celebrity judges including jack black will forte and zach galifianakis among several others will um, forte is actually one of the producers of the show Arnett. and he's the one who was introducing oh sorry you're right yeah, my mistake i i i jumped from i've i've unwilled myself uh yeah Will Arnett is the producer of the show. Will Arnett is the one who introduced the character that Mike Myers is going to be playing as a actual comedian. He was talking about yes. it. This is the this is the thing. This is the kind of bummer of the internet is that we're all like at a point now where we've got too much information, and then some of us do podcasts about it. Uh, but it would have been really fun to have this whole back and forth of like introducing this character, kind of like the Chris Gaines slash garth mm -hmm. brooks thing from the 90s except hopefully nothing at all like that fucking piece of shit yeah uh but to, to just say yeah you know here's this comedian from england we've had a good relationship for a long time i decided to have him host the show we were really excited to get him and then as you're watching it you kind of go that guy kind of reminds me of mike myers because he's doing the same yeah. scottish accent that mike myers does in every fucking thing i don't know if he's going to do a scottish accent but still I just have to assume that it's not going to take long to figure out that Tommy Maitland is who he is. But yeah. it's, it's the fun. It's just the fun of seeing this character be played with the idea of like what Martin Short did with Jiminy Glick. Of where for the yeah. longest time, there were people who honestly didn't really know that Jiminy Glick was a character, especially of a person that they found and knew so famously from other things. Um, if you knew, then you knew, and it was like, wow, this is just funny. But if you didn't know, and that that sense of discovery when you finally figured it out, or when it was finally revealed to you, was that much better? Yeah. So here's here's the thing that I, I why where I I'm jokingly mad 
at the people for saying Mike Myers because I look at that picture. The thing that pisses me off is they said, just look, you could see that that's Mike Myers. I'm like, no, nah, that looks like like Tommy Matlin. That's the, I mean, to, uh, the, the character's name. And they to, say to make it work, you would have to have seen Mike Myers in the last 20 years in anything. Uh, <laughs> it seems like the only time we've ever seen him, he's in an ogre suit that's digitally manipulated. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's like and, it's been a while since we've seen Myers. <laughs> but to be honest, though, this is a perfect thing because um, or for Mike Myers, because I remember him on Inside the Actor Studio when that show used to air weekly as, you know, a TV series, not these specials where Mike talked about um, how he creates his characters. And one of the things he does is he overdevelops the characters. He thinks about, you know, like if, if they were a country, like, like he talked about um, Wayne Campbell and the, the flag for this, his country would be an ACDC tour jacket, you know, with all the different patches and stuff on it. Um, hanging from there. He, he, he gets that involved. So, what better than to have him create a whole character? And that's what he did here with Tommy Matlin. He did it with Austin Powers before Austin the Austin Powers movies came out. He created that band Ming T. And he went around London doing these different doing different shows and stuff, performing and probably doing little bits in between. And that's how we got how we got Austin Powers. Now here's the big difference. And you had said it before we didn't have the internet back then or it wasn't like it is now where everyone's a journalist i mean hell we're technically journalists right now covering this stuff and i look at this and i'm like okay this is really cool and it's going on i think it's gonna be on sunday nights on abc yeah and their regular game show hook line time uh yeah, what yeah. you just described is also probably why we've we've not seen a lot of stuff from Sasha Baron Cohen for a while because when we first got Borat and we first got Bruno uh, and certainly uh, before they were having the movies, but when he had a show on HBO, it was it was a surprise to a lot of people. They didn't recognize him, but once you get recognized, it's like Tom Green doing his shtick on MTV the first season, like. Nobody knew what to expect from the guy. Uh, he could go up to people and they didn't know who he was, so they didn't know how to react. But by season two, it's like everybody knew him and it got really boring because we all were prepared. Uh, it, it's like Howard Stern used to be able to go and and just like be a lech for a long time. And then private parts came out and people were like, oh, but you really love your wife. And and so I know I know you, Howard, you're just doing an act. And then all of a sudden he and his wife got divorced and like, oh, shit. Howard trying to put his dick in me. Um, it, it, so <laughs> what I'm saying is, at the end of the day, Mike Myers is going to put his dick in you. I, for one, welcome Mike Myers' dick, I guess. And that's why it's called the, the <laughs> Dong Show. Oh, wait. No, I read that wrong. Yeah. Um, but no, so it's, it's yeah, it, it is going to be on, I believe, Sunday nights with probably as a compliment to Match Game. Um, and they I got to get, I got to get Jamie Farr to be a. A, a guest judge at least once. Yeah, you gotta get Klinger from Ash because he was always a staple on the original Gong Show. Yeah, and it's it's one of those like honestly, the, probably the Gong Show Wikipedia is probably an interesting thing to look at, especially the section of um, other iterations where 
they talked about the three revivals that happened including this one um where there was one in 98 and 99 on game show network called extreme gong and then in 2008 on comedy central called the gong show with david tell also i think the last thing we ever saw david tell do um and then this one and i'm like okay yeah this is it's one of those if you're like me and you just occasionally find yourself going down the rabbit hole of um of wikipedia it's a, it's a mighty fine journey by the way i think the last thing david tell did was dave's old porn on showtime uh, i was a big fan of his insomniac show yeah, yeah I, that's that's where i first seen him was insomniac yeah and the gong show for me was always uh, i was a big fan i don't know why because he wasn't really funny but for some reason i thought it was great uh, the uh i was a fan of the unknown comedian uh which was a guy who would come out there with a bag over his head and tell really just dumb sticky jokes but i just thought he was the greatest when i was a kid yeah. and years later uh when i was creating my first comic book characters my villain was a french canadian that had a bag over his head <laughs> oh, sorry so the last story that we have is one that got talked about on other shows but whatever we're gonna talk about it too and it's DC is to, set to launch a digital service, a digi digital entertainment service um, that will feature Greg Berlanti's Titans and the animated series Young Justice Outsiders. So the third, the third season of Young of Young Justice. Um, the interesting thing about this, besides those two, now this is, I believe this is going to take the premise that was. Was Greg Berlanti originally, his Titans, was that originally the one that was going to be with TNT? Yes, I believe that that is the case. Okay. So it's the one that got passed up over at TNT. They're bringing it here. And then Young Justice, enough people clamored for it. Um, and, but and But I, we had assumed that it was going to be coming back to Netflix. Yeah, everyone was going either Netflix or Cartoon Network. Where um, it originated. Cartoon Network. Yeah, yeah, where it originated. Cartoon Network, or not Cartoon Network, uh, Netflix, because that's where everyone's been watching Young Justice seasons one and two. Um, now, Cartoon Network is this, also owned by Warner Brothers, so it would make sense that it could air there as well. Yeah. Yeah, there's that, which they're a partner here with. And, but the interesting thing is that there's talks of doing more than just TV here. There's talks of doing something with the comic books. Um, yeah, and I'm not sure could... what that means. I, I, so when we're talking about a subscription service, we've never seen a crossover of things other than Amazon Prime. Because Amazon Prime gives you a lot of different services available through that subscription. And it started out as the, you get free two-day shipping. And that was, you know, that was worth it, especially when it was 79 bucks. It, that made for a lot of people to just order more and more stuff through Amazon uh, in general. And then it was like, oh, and we're going to give you access to our library of, of original programming and other shows, but not everything, which is, again, why I don't subscribe to Amazon Prime, because I think that's a, a bunch of bullshit 
to have, yay, you get Amazon Prime, you get to watch all this stuff, except for the stuff that you have to pay for. Uh, I mean, you get to watch it, yeah. but you just pay, pay us more for it. And then it was like, oh, and you can also get some Kindle books, but it's not Kindle Unlimited because that's a separate thing because uh, we want to have more confusion. And and there was, uh, I don't even remember what else was supposed to be fucking coming around with Amazon Prime anymore. Um, Amazon Music, but not exactly Amazon Music. Yeah, Amazon, so much stuff bundled into it. This uh, is Prime is in there now, right? Yeah, and this is maybe going to be more straightforward than that. I hope so, but I don't know exactly what to make of it because if it's if it's ten bucks a month, ten bucks a month is what we expect to pay for streaming services these days. Not all of them. You know, and some of them seems a little high, but we we've grown accustomed to it with Hulu. We've grown accustomed to it with Netflix. If you don't pay Amazon Prime for the full year, I think it's ten bucks a month. Uh, if you're doing it monthly, that's kind of the roundabout way of where we we've we've allowed ourselves to believe that this is worth it. HBO Go, uh, Showtime Go, all those ten bucks. But then you have to kind of consider how much programming is there. We're talking about two original shows. But then we're also talking about a lot of other shows that might be there that are stuff that we've already seen, like the Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl stuff that's on the CW, maybe Constantine, uh, maybe some of the other stuff that they own. Preacher is a possibility, but Preacher's co-owned with AMC, so I don't know if that's really going to be where that lands. Are we going to get new stuff on top of this? It's just it's hard to say what it's going to be. So to then say, well... To make up for the fact that we don't have a lot of streaming video content yet, what we're also going to do is include comics. And Marvel has a subscription service that you can do uh, an all-you-can-eat thing, except it's stuff that's about a year back. Uh, uh, six months. The new stuff. Six months back. Um, yeah. Which is still pretty good. Because half the time... And Comixology also comics has. are so late. Yeah, I kind of wanted to talk about that, too, because Comixology has it, but Marvel just put some more stuff into the Kindle Unlimited and then mm -hmm. some other stuff into another Kindle service, I think, and the Comixology service, and they've all got different stuff, and that doesn't quite make a lot of sense to me because it's like it's spreading out the Marvel stuff to a whole bunch of different places, but you have to chase around. If, it's, if you want to read one specific thing, well, which service am I going to get this story in? Uh, so that yeah. that's again that that's confusing to the consumer. I I just want something that I can get what I want to read in in one place and not have to fight my way around. Uh, the Comicsology thing would work for me much better if it included the same thing as DC does and Marvel does in the Comicsology app, along with all the image stuff and everything else. And I would even say that it's worth it to pay more for it because you consider what most people pay. If you're a big comics fan, what you pay for comics every month. Getting that seems like, okay, yeah, I'll spend a little bit more for how much there is to read there. But when you compare it to 10 bucks a month for a service of how much you get to watch on some of these other services right now, but even then, so much stuff is being taken away from Netflix. So much stuff is going to be taken away from Amazon. Yeah. Uh, HBO has just said that they're going to start taking stuff away from Amazon in the next year because why not just get your HBO subscription from them instead? Which, which makes sense. That part makes sense because of the fact that, I mean, I am looking at getting HBO 
um, on, you know, with my Amazon as well. Um, but it's, so it's, it makes sense because they already have the shows on there. They just don't have the new stuff. And, and all that. so it's, I think we are starting to see this, um, fracture of, in, of the, the internet TV services and all that. If only where, there was a system set up where I could get a bunch of these different shows and services and channels all in one place. And I didn't have to fight my way through a, a box with a bunch of different apps and I had to jump all through. If I could just maybe like, I don't know, um, change channels or something. And then like there's always programming on and I can just kind of flip through and go and like, oh, but here's here's TNT and it's it's got its own little space on on channel 237. And 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 then and then here's Cartoon Network and it's on 289. And oh, my God, I've got all these different choices right here in just one lump subscription. I mean, it's expensive as shit. and I have to call back and renegotiate once every year uh, or they'll fuck me hard. But. If only that was another option. You speak blasphemy. I do. <laughs> Dominus Cabiscimus, AT&T. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, yeah, so you, you do hit the, hit the nail on the head there pretty good. And also, I would say, um, I will tell you the ways that I have been told on how to sell Comcast or to sell a service is to how you should get to where you can get the good deals. You use your pretty, um, pretty mouth. Oh, I mean, yes, by pitching the service to people on your yes. knees, sucking their dick. Sort of. Without, Thanks, the getting, without getting on the knees and sucking on the dick, but more of the... So you got... And, and I will use you as an example because I know, you know, you, you have a lovely wife named Darren and all that. And so it's like, okay... Who, who's, whose bill is it in? Whose name is in the bill right now? And is the other person an authorized user? If the answer is Aaron and you're not an authorized user, cancel it in her name, put it in yours. Or the answer is you, you're the primary and she's not on there, cancel it in yours, put it in hers. Problem solved. Yeah. You get introductory price every time and you don't need well, to do anything. I get the introductory the price anytime I go and renegotiate. I've never had to fight to get the re-introductory price. Uh, and most of what I've That's missed good, is when yeah. they've done things like offering an iPad free or something like that. But but that's usually if you go and you talk to them, they're like, yeah, we know, you know, just sign up and stay with us for a year. That's all we need. Um, mm -hmm. Plus, it's a pain in the ass. You got to return the equipment, then get the equipment again. And it's all fucked up. I just I just joke around because I'm very close to getting to the point where because there's so many of these different services, because they are getting better and because you're going to have to kind of chase the dragon anyways is that it almost makes sense now to leave Comcast. Uh, yeah. I've got a very good local ISP that is doing much more to increase speeds in the area. They went from basic DSL, which was never going to work for me, to a fiber option. It looks like we're going to have gigabit speeds in most of Sonoma County coming up. Uh, and that's SonicNet, uh, who's a very good service and who I trust and who doesn't sell my fucking data to other companies didn't, and stuff. Didn't Leo at the cottage have SonicNet? He does currently, yes. He's got Sonic yeah, that's... At, the, at the new Twit house. Um, and he's getting 
I want to say like even more than a gigabit down and up. I think he's like in the 10 gigabit range. I think that's part of why they chose where they went because uh, based off where the smart train is in our area, uh, it it was like local businesses and stuff like that could get it because it was being put in with the smart train. Uh, Be that as it may, it's it's the idea if, if I can get a high speed internet that is equivalent to what I get at Comcast for even the same speed, then I'm not also paying for their TV service. And then I can pick and choose these other services. If I get like a basic thing that gives me some of the local channels like YouTube TV um, Mm -hmm. or now Hulu has their TV streaming service that's going to be coming up. There's a bunch of other ones that have been introduced. That takes care of the live aspect, the the local broadcast stuff that I want. A lot of them have DVR services in them. And then I can, oh, for the next two months, I want to watch all the Netflix series that I need to catch up on. Stranger Things just came out with a new season, and I know that Sense8 was out just a couple months ago, so I want to watch those and whatever uh, Marvel shows and stuff. Or maybe I just keep Netflix all the time because the 10 bucks is really not that bad. And then on top of that, I subsidize with like, okay, Game of Thrones is playing their last episode this week. I'm going to sign up for HBO, be able to watch all the Game of Thrones for the season in a row, see whatever movies else I want to see right now. Then flip from that to Showtime, flip from that to whatever. It's stars. it's so much easier to do that now. Yeah, star, we'll get to stars. Um, it's so much <laughs> easier to do that now than having to sign up for a long period of time and being stuck with something that you don't necessarily utilize much of. Like, I don't watch a lot of the movie channels for long periods of time until all of a sudden it's like I'm just driven to them. Like, at the end of this month, Twin Peaks is starting up. I am going to be glued to Showtime waiting for my Twin Peaks fix. Uh, We're watching the second season right now to kind of, like, get Aaron caught up with it. And and it's just nice to have that back and have that available through my cable box. But I've owned the DVDs for a long time. I own the Blu-rays. I And you can watch them, I think, through Netflix still. It's very easy to get this stuff. But it's just... Walking away from cable is still hard for me because I was raised on cable TV. But I get now why so many people can and why cable companies are losing subscribers at record numbers. But is the DC thing going to pull me in? Is the DC thing going to pull me in enough with what they're offering? It's, It's going to be a question of what the comics balance is with the TV stuff. How I'm going to be able to get to it. Is there going to be a Roku app available and or I'm going to have to do this for my here's, fucking tablet. Yeah, here's here's what I think is going to be the biggest uh the biggest challenge on the comics front. DC and I know DC can pull out but um DC right now has a deal with Hoopla where a lot of their graphic novels go on to Hoopla when they become available. Um it started with the rebirth and they're doing some of the back catalog um, stuff they're hitting um you know like they got like flashpoint uh blackest day darkest night um i think they got all the crises crises so what you're saying is that dc is knee deep in the hoopla yeah and they and they built that city on rock and roll and but the, the only problem is that with hoopla it you're tied into your your local library your local library has to have it um have the comic book section as one of the things that you can get on hoopla and then I believe there's also a limit of 10 issues per month. Um, I've heard in some cases it's 15, but 
um like my library says that but that wouldn't even cover one of your pull lists for galactic radio <laughs> hey i only do six i only do six comics two from each of the big three um occasionally if there's one that interests me from another one i'll pull throw that in there too just for funsies um but i i think that's gonna be the biggest one i, I mean i look at marvel and i think this is probably why marvel isn't on hoopla which it seems like they're the only them and valiant are the only ones that aren't on uh maybe dark horse aren't on hoopla and i mean archie comics uh a lot of the boom studios they do the issues in that month so it's not just the trades it's the full like it's you know archie number 25 archie or, you know jughead number seven betty and veronica number three if that ever fucking comes out um uh and then on the boom side it's uh i think that jonesy and uh, like Goldie Vance, I've seen them go issues. Um, I think Lumberjanes even might be one that does that as well. But it's it's just it's one of those where I'm like, all right, what's where's this balance here? Um, like, what's how how is DC going to do this if they do throw in comic books in there? Because I mean, there is. I mean, I'll put, I'll throw it to you this way: if they do get all their stuff, all like like. All, where this is where you're going to be able to find everything that is made by dc online and i'll give amc preacher but everything else that they have their hands in is on here from a tv standpoint i think this is a great marketing or a great opportunity if they do have the comics and it is the backlog because they've got you know 70 80 years of comic books to pull from they and do, if, but something you have to keep in mind is that while there are massive comic readers who would love to read that entire backlog and have access to it, I mean, one, I don't think the DC has their entire not, backlog, but two is that a lot of people really read the month in, month out, much in the way that you watch General Hospital uh or much in the way that you would watch dallas or 90210 it's the serialized aspect of it that keeps pulling you back it's that it, like every I'm, week i get this new story and i i that's i think why these apps like the marvel app hasn't taken off to a heavy degree is because it's six months back you're you're hit, you're you're hitting a different spot than what i was going to hit you watch the flash i know you don't but you watch the flash and they do something that they Stupid? pull. I mean, oh, sorry. That, that, that they do something that they pulled from a comic. You get you get like like how Amazon has X Ray, and or you know AMC with their shows they have the story sync, where they'll tell you like for example with Walking Dead like oh we pull like they pulled this directly from, you know the comic books in this issue and show you a panel of it. It does the same thing, but then it goes. Do you want to read that? You oh, like it, how. Amazon, when you're watching something on Amazon Prime and you have the ability to like, it'll give you more information than you can like click a link and it'll take you to the IMDb page or whatever. And yeah. You, yeah. No, that that actually is, is actually quite intriguing if they have that as a part of something that's built into it. And if it's accessible, like the problem is going to be if I'm wanting to watch these things on my TV and, and then I'm like, oh, well, there's this Flash story that I just watched in TV and then it's going to have to open up on my phone or on my tablet or on my computer. 
mm-hmm. that that quick transfer. There's still there's a lot of infrastructure and stuff that would probably go into that. But I like I like where your head's at. Yeah, and Beats asking won't that limit the TV show writers? No, they still tell the stories. It's just in comics where you see the aster the the little asterisk as seen in you know Runaways issue number three or whatever, where you get those moments where you get like oh, um, you know, uh, Flash they bring in a character like when they brought in um Boomerang, Cat Boomerang. You go first issue of Boomerang. You want to read it? Or if, if there's a storyline that they're that they're loosely basing things on, it's like, boom, you want to read it? And then you can turn into the ultimate comic nerd who says, what are they doing with all this dumb shit with Savitar on Flash? God damn it, they did it in the comics better, just like all the rest of us. One of us! <laughs> one of us! One of us. One of us. Um, but no, I'm curious to see what this is. It will, I hate to say it, it would have to have more than Titans and Young Justice Outsiders to. I mean, it's the same thing. It's it's the same chasing the dragon at that point. If it's like, okay, so here's my my ten episodes of Titans, and here's my my half a season or whatever of of Young Justice, and I go and I jump on there and I watch them all in one fell swoop, and then I'm like, well, I'm done with this for the month, and so I cancel my account and move yep. on to the next best thing, it, which is fine it's always going to be a crapshoot for these guys is if they're going to be able to create enough content to keep you the next month uh, or, or bring you back. If the shows are compelling enough to have you come back. Remember when PlayStation was doing the power show and it was like all of a sudden big deal. It's like, Oh, I've got to get on this PlayStation thing so I can watch powers from Ryan Michael Bendis. And then, and and then it gave a shit. Yeah, yeah. don't give a shit. And then it came out on Crackle a year later where you yep. could watch it for free. Yes. In fact, <laughs> I think they were even they were putting a fiver in the envelope saying, here, well, go watch yourself some powers. Do me something favors. You know, I, I don't know. Um, it, it's yeah. still, oh, man, just so much content. And it's 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 hard enough for me to watch the shit that's on my fucking DVR now. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Uh but I, th- I think that's a, gr- a great spot to end the news. Um, so I'm going to take it and we will be right back. If you like what you've heard on this Galactic Network podcast, please consider helping us out financially by going to GNCast.com support. On that page, you'll find links to our Patreon campaign where you can make a small recurring monthly pledge of as little as $1. Or click on our Amazon affiliate link, make a purchase, and we get a very small percentage from the sale. Again, go to gncast.com slash support. And thank you for supporting the Galactic Network podcast. And we are back and it is time for the Else Views. This is the part of the show where we talk about the shows that we've watched over this past week. Um, Where, boy howdy, I watched a doozy. And I I think I'm, I'm going to go first on this one, Corey, because then, uh, then we could both talk about uh, yours. Let's hold off on the stars thing in a second. But I'm going to talk about an a Amazon Prime original. Um, airs over in Channel Four, uh, in the UK. It aired in February over there. Um, and I started to watch it, but then time just sort of got in in the way. And that show is catastrophe. Um, they just had their third season, and um, this has 
very specific meaning for me. I watched this in one in one day. Um, there's only six episodes in the season. This is the very last thing Carrie Fisher filmed ever, period, full stop. Um, you know, days later after she wrapped up filming is when she got on the plane and had had her heart attack and unfortunately passed. Um, and she's so good in this show. Um, but for those of you guys who do not know what Catastrophe is, Catastrophe is a is a UK comedy created by Sharon Horgan and Rob Delaney. That's it, it, it again since it is a British show. Each episode or each series or season, as they are called here, series in the UK, um, runs for six episodes. So they've done eighteen episodes. The first season is um, essentially man meets woman, man fucks woman over the course of seven days. Um, while he's on a business trip in in London, man flies back to America. Woman calls him to let him know, or to let him know, hey, I'm pregnant. Man moves to London to, um, to be there for the baby, and to be there for her because he does have some feelings for her. Um, it's more like feeling him out. They end with. Uh, Sounds like he felt her out over that seven days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, By the way, they, when you say he fucks women over seven days, is that one time fucking? And and it no, it's because that's a long goddamn time. So he's either really really good at it, or, or he's, he's really still. really bad at it. <laughs> no, it's it's like it's a six. It's I remember when they were first billing it or first like talking about it. They said it was over a six night stand. So it's like like they met like over the course of six days and. They're just doing it like they're like twenty somethings, or, or like they're teenagers just finding finding their genitals. Um, By the way, just want to say thanks for letting us monetize this YouTube. <laughs> but it's so he, you know, he they they fall in love and all this stuff. They get married. Season two comes out. There's a, there's a time jump, and they've had they've had the first kid. They've had the second kid. They're going about their life. It is a comedy, but there it relies more on the dramas, on the drama bits of this, and the um and going through this, you you figure out all the things, um, like about their family and how they're they really enjoy the times where they're where where they fuck up. And stuff like that because like you could see in there where you know rob's mad at sharon and then sharon says something and makes him laugh and all that it it seems for a dude who is single i couldn't tell you this but it's same it seems like it's very uh, realistic of couples like like you could be mad at your wife at one point but then she says something and you're like actually that was really funny and and stuff like that um you just described my entire marriage. <laughs> exactly. So season two ends with him looking or him finding a receipt for the uh, plan B pill. Um, and that's where it ends. And season three picks up here. Season three. And I'm going to let you know right now, if you're wanting to watch the Carrie Fisher episode, it is the last episode. Um, It is episode six. And good God, she was amazing in it. Um, she plays she plays rob's mom in here 
and uh, Gary Fisher even makes um, appearances in the show. And oh, Gary Fisher is her dog. Yes. And he and she's so good. In here, you find that Rob is um, he is a an alcoholic. He has a problem with the alcohols, and he's trying to hide it in here. And he 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 episode five so at episode five he goes because um sharon's dad had a stroke and so she's over in ireland with her family um you know trying you know helping out around there and stuff he gets there because he's wanting to confide in her and in sharon hey i you know how i said i don't drink that often while i've been drinking i need help she opens the door and is like how did you know that or that my dad died and so he's trying to you know pull himself up to pull up his family you know because he's the man and he's got to you know he's got to be the rock in this situation even though he's severely fucked up right now himself um he then confides in his mom and it is by far one of my favorite lines that carrie fisher has said on the show where she's like, are you fucking kidding me? If you fuck this up, I will fucking kill you. She didn't say fuck that many times, but I, I'm paraphrasing. But basically, it's like, if you... I mean, that's you, straight up Gary Fisher to me. Yeah, but she's like, she goes, if you fuck this up, I will kill you. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> um, but no, it is, a, it is honest to God, a great TV show. Um, I highly recommend it. Um, like I said, it's they're all half-hour episodes. So I mean, you're looking at what Three nine hours? hours. Yeah, yeah, nine hours of um for a show. Actually, I th- I think they're I think they're half hour. Um, but anyways, you're not looking at that much for the whole se- uh the whole show. And I saw this, and I saw the end. I saw the Carrie Fisher episode, the episode with Carrie Fisher, and I'm like, done. Just there's nothing else i could say but yeah it's it's a it's a great way for the show to end it's looking back on it it's a little poetic that carrie fisher's last thing that she filmed was or had a scene where she or where she was at a funeral and all that but it was nice to see that that was in the beginning of the episode and not you know at the end but yeah, so I mean, you could catch it on Amazon Prime right now, or if you're in the UK, it is available on Channel Four. Um, yeah. So Corey, you've been talking, you've been seeing some gods, haven't you? Uh, well, I usually do because I check myself out in the mirror every day. What? Um, <laughs> no, I am a. I'm gonna say I'm a big Neil Gaiman fan, but there are certainly more avid fans than I am. I, I've loved his work for a long time. I went on a long quest to get all of the Sandman comics in the hardcover collections, which was very difficult, including the uh, the death hardcovers. I looked for a long time for the High Cost of Living, which mm-hmm. was the first death collection in the original hardcover. That took some doing. Uh, Seasons of Mist was the other one that I managed to find that was actually somebody's copy that they had gotten personally signed. So I feel really bad about it, but fuck you, I have your book now and I'm happy. Uh, I've got a lot of Sandman and Neil 
memorabilia. When I thought we were going to record on Monday, I was wearing my Neil Gaiman shirt with him with a blazing sword, holding a book and all this other cool shit. Because uh, because I'm I'm a geek. I'm 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 a bit of a geek. And while I'm not going to say that American Gods is my favorite of his novels, I might like never wear a bit more. I really like the book. And I still yeah. haven't actually read the sequel, Nancy Boys, yet. Uh, but I have it, and it's one of those things that I kept planning to get to. And I'm certainly going to be picking it back up now. But Neil Gaiman has not had a lot of luck getting his properties to TV or film. They had Stardust several years ago with Charlie Cox, who's now Daredevil, uh, and Claire Danes. And it's a very cute, sweet movie. I actually like it, but I can understand that it was a hard one to pitch to a regular movie-going audience, and so it, it didn't do great. Uh, we've, we've struggled to see some of his other stuff hit either TV or films. There was the Sand movie that's had several tries at getting made. The last one mm-hmm. was um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was working on it, and then it kind of fell apart again. I think David Goyer is involved with it again. I hope that kind of falls apart because fuck Goyer. Um, but then there's American Gods. And American Gods is pretty damn cool in and of itself. Getting it to stars and having Brian Fuller be in charge of it, be the the showrunner on it, I think we could not be luckier with what happened with the show. Uh, Brian Mm -hmm. Fuller was actually working on Daredevil, I believe. No, he was working on Star Trek. Yeah, Star Trek Discovery. Um, around the same time. and he, yeah, he left Star Trek Discovery because it was interfering with he didn't have enough time to do both and he decided to put himself into this instead of that thank you thank you Star Trek Discovery for being a giant pain in the ass uh, or thank you Stars for making this more enticing thank you Neil for making this more enticing with a really good story whatever it took I like Brian Fuller uh We've talked before about him on Hannibal. Uh, we, we've seen him do several different things. I always go back to Pushing Daisies, which is a show that I really, really loved in the first season. And then the writer's strike, which we almost had again this last week. Um, the writer's strike kind of fucked it for everybody. But if you, I, I've got his Mockingbird Lane movie on my computer I still need to watch, which is based around the Munsters. Wonderfalls. Like, this is a guy that it's just like, shit, yes. I can't wait to see what he's going to do because visually what he brings to the storytelling is is so incredible. And on top of that, he knows how to tell a story. He knows how to utilize characters and his actors really well. And so what I remember about American Gods is it was a slow starter for me when I was reading it. I didn't know exactly what was happening as I was going along as Shadow was driving. We found out that his, his wife had just died. He had just been released from prison a little bit earlier than he was expected to be because his wife had died that let him go. But it took a while for me to figure out what was happening. Having that knowledge going into this, I was just like enwrapped in, in, in the fact of like, I'm seeing these characters and I could not picture anyone better to play them than who they've chosen. Uh, so Ricky Whittle, who's playing Shadow Moon, and Ian McShane, who's playing Mr. Wednesday. Mr. Wednesday, like, fucking was made to be played by Ian McShane. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things you don't realize it until somebody says it. You go, holy shit. It's like the Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man moment. 
It's like, God damn it. That is just so fucking obvious. I don't know why I've missed it this whole time. But especially when you get to see it played out on the screen, it's just mind-blowingly good. Um, and the show hit notes that I did not expect to see in the first episode, let alone some of them I didn't expect to see at all. If you uh, reference the, the character Bilquis, uh, played by mm-hmm. Yatid Badaki, I'm probably not saying the name right. I feel bad about that if I'm not, but that's as close as I'm probably going to get today. Um my wife and I were watching this together and my wife didn't really know a lot about it going in uh, or I don't even think she knew anything about it going in. And I'm like, I'm just going to put this on and see what happens. So in the first five minutes, we see a scene with Vikings and Vikings show up on the shore of this land and they don't give us a lot of information other than the fact they showed up there because they're there to conquer. It's like, that's what we do. We're Vikings. We go, we, we row ashore, we conquer. And as soon as they step on the land and they start to go and enter into the woods, one of the Vikings just gets shot with like a thousand arrows. And I mean, just fit, 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 fit. It, it sounds like Matt on a weekend with a sock. Um, <laughs> hi, Matt. Uh, you don't listen to my show. So, and then the Vikings are like, um, did we just, we just do something? Did you see Gary? Gary got shot a lot. Hey, Gary, you okay? Someone kick Gary. Uh, Gary and getting up. So then they like start to try it again, just a little more trepidatiously. And all the arrows just like hit right in front of their feet. They're like, yeah, I guess we're not going in there. And so after a little while and they realize that they can't really conquer this land, that they were ill prepared for it. They, uh, they try to get out of there. So they, they build a boat. They're like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to sail on out of this place, but they don't have any wind. And so they try to conjure their God. They try to conjure Odin. To, to give them some wind, but they're so far away from home that they can't do it. So they figure, well, Odin's got one eye. Let's, let's, uh, let's try to look a little more like Odin. So the leader is just basically stabbing each one of them in the eye, going along the line. They're all blinding themselves to, as a tribute to their God. Uh, doesn't, doesn't work. Doesn't have the desired effect. So then they're like, well, Odin's got a war. And we don't have anybody else that we can fight that's not just going to shoot us like fucking poor Gary over there. Uh, you you doing okay, Gary? Walk it off, man. Um, so they just start killing each other. The, the small group of Vikings just like, well, we got to make it good and we're going to get a god to pay attention to us. And they're just hacking themselves to shit, like cutting in half, bodies just flying everywhere. And my wife looked at me and she said, this is the greatest show I have ever seen (laughs) five minutes in. That's all she knows so far is the Vikings just like blood, just pouring up um, much in a, in a uh, Hannibal recipe. It was so good. And then it just like, it gets out of that whole thing into the regular story. And you think, all right, well, we're going to slow down now. And, and we do to a certain degree. We we're introduced to shadow. He's in jail. We get a little bit of interaction between him and Laura, his wife. And then we find out that she dies. And then Shadow's release, and he has to go find his way home. And that's when we get to see his introduction to Mr. Wednesday. And again, Wednesday, the way he's introduced and the way he's acted by Ian McShane is so good and so compelling. And you're just kind of like, you're pulled in immediately with this character. Because he's kind of a con man. 
and he 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 knows everything's going on and he's not really forthcoming with it but he and shadow have some some shared traits because shadow is also done con stuff shadow also understands he like he looks at him he calls him out on his shit and and wednesday's like yeah okay cool you know we can we can talk and i'm gonna i'm gonna get you to work for me and shadow's like well i'm not interested in working for you i just got a jail i've got a job lined up i'm going home to this and and wednesday's like well no you're not you know and then he kind of like lets it go Shadow gets home and finds out that his not only is his wife dead, but a lot of other shit has gone down and things are pretty fucked up and he doesn't have a lot that he can he can do at this point. And so he finally succumbs to Mr. Wednesday's offer of working for him. Uh, In the meantime, he also meets an Irishman named Mad Sweeney. (laughs) uh, Paid by Pablo Schriever. And this was another one of those moments where my wife is like, watching this <coughs> and the guy says something he basically introduced himself and he says that he's a leprechaun and my wife looks at me and she goes did he just say he's a fucking leprechaun now he is a seven foot tall leprechaun if anything and and we're like okay well he's irish so he's just making a joke he's not making a joke he's not making a joke at all <laughs> and he shows you exactly by like throwing gold coins out of the air into a cup and just like taunting shadow the whole time he just wants to get fucked up and start some shit with this other guy and it's just so great i mean everything about it it's like you know that he's egging shadow on and he wants to fight him and he wants to fuck with him and everything and you're just like is shadow gonna succumb to this and when he does it's just like great this is awesome this is so cool um and then the final scene was with bilquis and I'm not going to spoil that if for some reason you haven't seen it or if you haven't heard about it because the internet is really blowing up over this thing. Yeah. The scene involves one of Bill Murray's brothers, uh, which is just fantastic in and of itself, uh, and a blind date and and a and a a shared dinner. Let's just go with that. Let's just let's just go with uh, like 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 we were saying earlier. There there's some meeting going on. Um, it is divine and it, it's sort of like just barely starting and there's so much more to come and there's so much more that we already know is going to come in the actors that they've chosen for it because Crispin Glover is going to be in it. Cloris Leachman is going to be in it. Kristen Chenoweth, Jillian Anderson, Peter Stormare, who's going to be in the next episode, Orlando Jones. Like there is such Dane an Cook. amazing cast of people. And then they <laughs> quit. Um, there's such there's such an amazing cast of people and Dane Cook are going to be in this and it's <laughs> it's one of those things that I feel like if if you even if you don't know anything else about it when you see these people showing up you kind of have to feel excited for it you have mm-hmm. to know that there's something special to this to get that many great character actors involved and when you see the story start to play out and you see who these character actors are actually playing and what they're going to do with these parts. It is a really magic thing. And I can't describe how much, I mean, Neil Gaiman is a person that makes me want to be a storyteller. Now I already wanted to write before I ever found his stuff, but when I started reading his stuff is when I started to develop a different voice than what I had before and things went deeper. And certainly uh, some of my writing has, has happened 
not exactly like I'm trying to copy him, but there's there's that emulation. There's that I'm such a fan that your voice winds up shaping my voice. And so there's there's no way I can say anything about Neil Gaiman without pointing out like he's one of my heroes. He's one of my biggest influences. But I can't touch him when it comes to storytelling, and I, I, most people yeah. can't. But he's also he's so comfortable to read. He's not one of those writers that it's like. You have to work to get through his stuff. It's not like reading Shakespeare where you have to learn language and you have to learn the meter and you have to kind of make all these things happen. You read Neil Gaiman stuff and it's so comfortable that it sort of misleads you because you can't think that the story is going to be as deep as it is when it's just as simplistic to, to get through a page. By the time you do, you start to feel like, oh, holy shit, like I've just been shaken to my foundations by this story. And and it it didn't like it wasn't a violent shaking. It wasn't like you know when you're on a ride in a in a roller coaster and you're like getting pulled everywhere. It's it's a very smooth feeling. It's a very comfortable feeling. But the the whole destination is is so much further than what you expected to go to. So yeah, yeah I I really love the show. We're one episode in. It's on Stars. Uh, if you're not subscribed to Stars, this might be the reason to be. Uh, or if they've got one of those to-go apps, then get on that because Stars this does. is this is going to be the thing to watch right now. Up until Twin Peaks starts out, uh, I I can't think of anything else that's going to take my attention as much. And I'm I'm talking like I'm in the middle of Fargo right now, and I'm loving Fargo, mm-hmm. but this kind of like maybe push Fargo to like if I got three things on my DVR, Fargo's number two. Yeah. Um. So. I've I came to American Gods knowing that Neil Gaiman wrote wrote, wrote a book called the, uh, called American Gods, not reading said book, um, but you know being curious as to what the show is. So I was much like Aaron, where I knew nothing. I knew you know very few things about the book. I think I I knew what we talked about when we covered that Brian Fuller was doing this for stars. Um, but yeah, and you hit, hit a lot of things that I would, that I hit on the, th- one of the things I like is the, like, and this is coming from the guy who's watching into the badlands and watch, watches the walking dead and, you know, watches other, um, you know, like the, the Netflix, uh, Marvel stuff and they all have violence in there. Um, with the, um, into the Badlands, it is a very stylized, you know, martial arts violent to where when you see it, someone's head get cut, it's like it's like the straight lines um through. But the violence in here, it it seems an a ramped up version of real to me. Because, like, for example, with you're talking about with the Vikings, which I saw that whole thing with the Vikings, and I'm like, this is American gods, right? Because that went on just long enough to where I'm like, wait, what's going on? Wait, what is go? Okay, I have no, I know nothing. Um, and the, and then you get to the fight, and it's just like, all right, it looks like there's just a production assistant, like below, just throwing buckets of blood, and stuff like that. The only I've only seen one other scene that has more blood like that and that was the one scene in cabin in the woods 
when the monsters are all out and there you just see buckets of blood being thrown at the window. Yep. That and I'm like, all right, this looks really, really cool. Um and I watched the whole thing and I enjoyed this. It's so cool when because you get introduced to um is it the god of technology? Who's the kid? The uh what is it? He's technical boy. Okay, um, is, is that his actual name, or is it, you? Can't that, that's what it. he's called in the credits for the show at this okay. point in time. Now there's still there's some room and stuff to find out more about him, but yeah, yeah. So, so you meet Technical Boy, and I'm like, wait, what? All right, this is really. Wait, is he in a VR headset, or is this real? Like, I start to get get a little tripped out with this, but it looked so good it everything looked so brilliant like i don't know i'm not a like i said i have to catch up on twin peaks before i even jump into the showtime um revival so for me this is probably right up there i think this is up at the top of my list of things that it's like okay i want to watch this site like all right it's sunday okay boom here we go like let's 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 watch this show so I'm really enjoying it as well. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see the the waiting a week because there's not a lot of shows that we're doing that with right now. Game of Thrones is one of the ones that we watch pretty much as soon as it hits on Sundays. We we wind up watching it. Um, but a lot of other stuff, we kind of let it build up in the DVR a little bit because it's hard to to do that. Like we're, the expectation mm-hmm. now because of streaming services like Netflix and everything is like, I can just watch 10 episodes in a row. If I want to yeah. uh, my day off or what the, the slow build of this season happening, that's going to be, it's going to be different to do that uh, with a new show with, as opposed to something that we're already into. But I think that we both kind of were okay with it at this point. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, well, we're going to save the last our our um else else words for next week um mainly because um uh, i'm i'm getting hungry yeah we here. went along um, we we we, yeah, we, we stretched we, longer we, we than we longs. planned to yeah we did a long show so um we're gonna wrap things up here right now and you can um you could uh you can contact us by leaving us a voicemail at mail at l leaving us a voicemail at, at the, then give the web address at 805-328-3966 or email us mail at elsners.com you could find all of our subscription options and links over at gncast.com slash subscribe um you could f- join us on f- uh our facebook page over at galactic netcasts facebook.com slash galactic netcasts um real quick before we go because i just finished this and i just uploaded it for um, galactic radio but this saturday is free comic book day go to your local comic book shop pick up some free comic books um enjoy those but um, also support your comic shop yes by maybe buying some other stuff that isn't free and and finding some discovering some new stuff that maybe you don't know about that you'll want to go back for the next month become a regular there I'm, become friends with your comic yeah. book shop I am showing on the video the the picks that I did on Wednesday. I will be picking up a few more on Saturday or on Saturday for free comic book day as well. Um, aside from the free comic books, just like oh yeah, I want to buy this one and then and, and this one as well. Um, but yeah, you can um go back to the closer. 
You could follow the show on Twitter. We are at Alts Nerds. The network is at Galactic Netcast. Um, our producers, Evan, is at Mr. Underscore Fusion. Beat is at Beatmaster80. You can find me at that Gregor. Um, and Corey, where can people find you? Uh, you can find the comics that I help publish and basically blog for uh, with my friend and superhero, Levi Krauss, at donutscomics.com. And the final thing to be said is this has been a Don't Tell Glenn production. We will see you guys next week. Or else. And one last thing. Uh, be well, George Perez. We hope you're healing up okay. Yes. Be well, George Perez. This has been a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com.